is up, people? My name is Stav, and you're in my living room. Today, I have Con Carter, the man who I have not met personally before yeah, this. this is the first time. First time we're meeting, yep. but um, he is a screenwriter yep. who has a new project that he's in the process or about to pitch. Well, actually, so the announcement today, like last night, I... Literally had a little staycation uh, just because I had to get myself in the right mindset. So I, um, I spoiled myself thinking that today would be the big announcement. But actually, the guy... So basically, we're, we're getting Riz Ahmed, who's a pretty big actor. He actually just won an Oscar for a short film about oh, wow. two weeks ago. Um, but basically, his team has kind of latched on to my project and... I thought today would be the answer, so I wish I could have more exciting news. That's why I, I was super excited to gotcha. book. Gotcha. <laughs> but, but yeah. you, I, I mean, this will drop Sunday morning. Oh. So it, depending on, you know, the next couple of days, okay, yeah. it, it might be. Uh, he, so what happened, the guy, it all started from a DM, which is great on Instagram. Uh, I just put together um, a little collage. Well, I specifically wrote a part for Riz. Um, because he's a big actor in the UK, but he's really passionate and he's an activist about um, representation, um, especially um, there's Arabs, especially um, refugees right now. The tensions are kind of high in the UK. Yeah, and absolutely. that's where he's from. So he, in 2017, he spoke with the House of Commons, um, basically saying like, hey, if you want race tensions to go down, we should probably put more of our people on um, the screen. Oh, just absolutely. To... Representation is a huge, huge thing. Exactly. But before we get too deep into um, the actual bulk of your content, yeah. for, for no, my listeners good. who yeah. know nothing about you, could yep. you explain a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I started seven years ago writing screenplays. Um, my very first one uh, got me a studio pitch with Fox, and I'm very grateful that it got a little bite because I don't know if I would have stuck with it for seven years without um, basically that reward. Sure, sure. Um, if I didn't get a like interest right away and just like validation that okay, like you're on the right path. Um, so yeah, my first script I showed my sister. She happened to know this guy that was writing for um, the show. Homeland on Showtime, Okay. and he was a script coordinator. He read it and really just passed it up to his boss, and his boss set me up with a studio pitch with Fox, and ever since then, I've been plugging away. Um, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, to get a hit right off the bat like that, I mean, that that's probably normally a pretty challenging thing to do. Well, yes, and because of that, I was, it came so fast that it, went away so fast um i went in for the pitch was a 21 year old kid and like i said i wasn't even pitching my things yet i just i showed yeah i showed my sister and all of a sudden i get a pitch out of nowhere um and at the time they really just wanted to buy my script and they saw how unprepared i was as an artist Mm -hmm. um so they just wanted to take the script and uh, use it for their own purposes. Yes. Yeah. So they o- offered me a low, low, low ball, and it was my very first script at the time. So at, 
like that's my baby. <laughs> like, right, and you you don't know going in. I'm sure the ins and outs. Exactly, of the and because so. the so because I had such a first um, a quick first bite, um, I just assumed that okay, they just offered me something that means netflix and hbo and somebody else out there yeah like okay if i got validation from fox others would call and it was the exact opposite um my manager that at the time for like two weeks he was upset that i didn't sell and he dropped me and the phone went dry um but it threw me back to the drawing board which is a good thing because since then i was like okay before they weren't taking me seriously, they thought I just had a lucky story, so I should write more series and like prove to them. Yeah, yeah. prove to them and yourself probably exactly. And the again. good thing is, if I w- if I did work on that script, um, all my like creative imagination would have went to that project. And in the long run, now once I do sign my deal, uh, I have six series to work with right away. So yeah, absolutely, what was the what was your first script about? Uh, it, it's uh, a great way to describe it is I take my reality and just kind of ask myself, what if? Okay. And it could be a ton of, uh, it could be a positive what if, it could be a negative. Um, but just like a little imagination, a little dramatized um, characteristics for sure. But based on your life and perspective? Well... I write from my point of view for the most part. Like everyone has their own point of view on life and their own beliefs. So I just kind of use creativity to set up situations where I can find that voice. Interesting. So um, I usually write backwards, forward, or like I write backwards because the punchline is kind of what matters the most. And when you say write backwards, you're. Like for a scene, if you're watching a an intense scene, you remember the final line, the final moment more, gotcha. more than uh, whatever they said. Leading up yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So sure. as soon as I know that point I or what I need to say for the scene, I just write that and then I th- ask myself, well, how would that conversation come up? What would they say to make it happen? And so we can prove that point. That's a, a cool creative process. I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of many other examples where... I, I guess they start at the end yeah. goal and work back. A lot of art and a lot of creativity is often just building upon, you yep. know, previous things. Yeah, so to and work backwards like that, is, that's cool. I think it just helps with, uh, I mean, today's social media and everything. Like, uh, everything's one line, like captions for photos and mm-hmm. things like that. So, And I listen to a lot of rap growing up, so I'm used to, like, low-end one-liners and things oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> Favorite artist? Who is it? Uh, Drake. And the funny thing about you asking is the whole kind of marketing scheme for my career, I guess. Um, if you had a gun to my head and asked what my big goal or if everything goes my way, what would I do? Um, I want an executive screenwriting deal with Dream Crew Productions. And that's, okay. that's ran by Drake. Sure, so sure. It's just another avenue that his team is picking up money. So they have shows like Euphoria. Everyone knows Euphoria Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And then Top Boy as well. And that's all through uh, Drake, huh? Yep. So he, it's his production company. Um, they basically they find shows um, that they believe in and that they feel inspired by and that they like. Sure. Um, 
and then they basically sell it to the highest bidder, or bidder whether that's HBO or Apple, um, Netflix. Wow, yeah, I had no idea he was even in that lane. Yeah, so it, it worked out well that the guy, I mean, I listen, like, I feel like my mind is a library of rap lyrics, and then I just <laughs> take those lines and I apply it to life. Um, so just growing up, especially without a father figure, I like clung on to these uh, rap lyrics. And not only that, but just like, I mean, Jay-Z, his trilogy of rap is called The Blueprint for a reason. There's like a code that they pass down uh, just kind of, it's ambition, it's confidence, it's mm. it's, it's, it's more than just rap. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, a, it's literally The Blueprint. Like you can just, if you listen to the right artist, I mean, there's a reason you have Kanye hanging up on the wall. Like, Absolutely. he probably gave you a lot of confidence to do, like, in your life. Um, so Drake, being my favorite artist, I know how his mind works because I listen to his art every day, mm. especially writing. It's really hard for me to listen to rap when I'm writing unless I know it by heart. Because oh, then yeah, I can kind of, like, tune it out. out. Like, yeah. my mind's not busy listening. It's creating instead but it gets you in the space to yeah create. exactly and yeah. it's like yeah if it's ambitious it's if it's good art yeah exactly um so it just helps the mind flow go but yeah i've studied his career and his not it's not just him his whole friend group um and well, he's got a team of people i well, mean everybody at the top has a team of people yes, equally as dedicated exactly and it makes perfect sense for them to want to pick up more shows because that's more people on his team getting fed it's more jobs that he can give out to his family his or the whole production team that's just more bags of money going to ovo um so out of like a manifestation or just complete well it, it was calculation too i wrote it's basically like entourage mm -hmm. um have you seen that show i had a few okay. episodes here there. i haven't watched it yeah but i i asked myself i was like okay if my screenwriting deal pops off tomorrow what would i do and instantly i was like well me and my friends are gonna have fun we're gonna live the gonna life that i want top with me yeah, yeah. It, i mean everyone has watched a movie or tv uh, a tv series like there's a lot of credits at the end that's a lot mm -hmm. of names like i can find something for my friends to do and do well oh absolutely um that's a a cool i mean i, I think everybody not everybody but a lot of people want the same thing. You know, you exactly. want to take your friends, your family to yeah. the top and succeed at whatever you do. Yeah, if you can, why not? Especially if, yeah, that's, I feel like that's what those long nights of work is for. Um, but so I, I was like, okay, what would I do if my TV series or sells for a bundle deal or if I get signed to Dream Crew? And then I was like, okay, I'll write the agent I want. I wrote him as a character. Interesting. So then, okay, now if you represent me and you pitch it to the studio network or to Dream Crew, like I want this specific agent to do who I picked out because he's best friends with the guy that runs Dream Crew. Because now they have some skin in the game. Exactly, because and then all of a sudden Ad or Adelaide Park, which is the agency that uh, this agent works at, if there's a TV show that shows behind the scenes at Adelaide Park and everyone sees this agent and knows him by name, that just 
boost up his yeah. client list. Like another addition. To exactly, the, and everything that OVO is doing in Toronto, and everything that Drake and his best friends have worked their whole lives doing, all the great things. If they have a show to show behind the scenes with a narrative, like, oh, this is what this is Dream Crew Productions. Now everyone, at least anyone who watches the show knows Dream Crew yeah, Productions. Yeah, there's another connection there. Exactly. So, and not only that, but like the people that work there are his friends. So mm-hmm. now they know his friends. They don't just know Drake. They know the whole OVO crew. That, I, it's some cool motivation. I mean, I again, I didn't know that Drake even played a role yeah. in the, the industry, but it, it's, it's and, cool for, for everybody um, listening. I mean, how much detail can you go into the script you wrote can you touch on any parts of it without uh so yeah the reason i like what's the do you label when you try to push a project like this are you at any point ever like holding back certain parts of the script to try to yeah well okay the reason i can talk about two of them are because they're like so unique that other people can't really like just take and run with. Sure, sure. Um, an example of one that I have to adjust or change, um, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club for a while because I knew I was going to uh, write this script. And it's basically, I thought in my head, like, oh, it would be like The Office, but with troubled youth at like a Boys and Girls Club got it, got um, it. environment. And now there's a show, Abcott Elementary, which is a great, and it's an amazing show, and it's on Hulu now, and it shows an elementary school. I was going to write one about, like, a after-school club, mm. and I did write that. But now, like, I it's could It's a be, concept that's already out there. Well, yes, but at the same time, uh, it's kind of a good thing because now that people see that, okay, Hulu has Epcot Elementary, and it's a big hit, now HBO is like, okay, where's our Epcot yeah, Elementary? Sure. And it's okay. like, okay, mine's similar but it's different um but the two like my very first one you I feel like everyone's first project is like everything that's on their chest that like push them to pursue art or like everything they have to say yeah they're it's their first kind of passion yeah they Um, write what they know uh, yeah yeah so it's basically all the (laughs) trauma I guess in my life but then I just dramatized it in a way of it was me coping too like me writing these out like if I have to make my a character that reminds me of myself if I if he has to go through something and heal from it then I have like as I'm writing I'm doing it as well so it kind of started out as like therapy but at the same time I knew it like we all have one chance at life so I feel like if someone had a gun to my head and that said What's your best bet on like what you're supposed to be? You're gonna write what you know and what, well, write what you've experienced. Yeah. At, well, first I'm gonna decide that I want to be a writer, and then right. like so it's like okay, if this is my best chance at life, like I should try to be the best at it. Fair, fair. Like, I, for the because you you sent me some um, of your your scripts and yes. then um, a bit of treatment for. Um, yep. Uh, it's called, can you talk oh, yeah. about it? Yeah, the show is called Be Good or Be Good at It. And then the second show is called Crew Love. Um, that's what I said, the marketing scheme. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But 
it's basically so you're gonna be watching the show that I created, and then right after the same like night that one episode drops, right after it would play the show that follows my writing career. So like of me and my friends and like showing behind the scenes of that agency and Dream Crew Productions. Got it. So, so that's end goal is to be almost... It's basically a, like a self-oiling machine. Like if you watch any of my five shows that have nothing to do with my writing career and you like them and you find out there's a show that shows like behind the, the process. scenes. process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like... Almost documentary style. Yeah, but narrative and like still storytelling just like more like my actual real life problems rather than just like a fairy tale land I created for TV. So then yeah, if you and then whoever watches the show at like a comedy that follows me and my friends, like impressive friends doing fun stuff being behind the scenes at Drake's production company. If you watch that and you see us working on the shows that are actually coming out and being released you'll probably go and watch those shows. Interesting. So, it's so like, you, you, you kind of want to create a world beyond just the actual TV series. You, you want to document the whole process and to yeah, show so it at face value? Basically, like, what social media is. Like, everyone that follows uh, Leonardo, or, Le well, I guess Leo's bad because he just posts about, uh, it's never about himself. It's always <laughs> about, like, um, the planet, and as he should, but okay, Will Smith. Yeah, you watch controversial figure at the yeah. moment. <laughs> but yeah, you watch his movie, and then you go to his Instagram to see what his life is like. Like at the end of the day, he walks off set. So like, you would be watching my art about the shows I've created. And then after that, it's like, oh, he has a fun personal life too. Like, oh, his friends are funny as hell they're impressive and oh shit this is a cool agent like this is a cool production company to work for interesting and yeah. it, it gives people kind of the insight to well okay what's your favorite tv show oh gosh my favorite all time probably that 70s show okay which do you know who sitcom. wrote it i don't exactly yeah, i don't why is that I, that's a how much question. how much joy did that show give you a ton exactly a ton of joy. so all of my work you won't just see the credits. Like you'll see the people behind exactly. it and how it came to life. That's really, really cool actually. Because yeah. the more I think about it, the less I And especially nowadays, like I mean with social media and stuff, there's a lot of people that have a lot of followers and it's like, what do they do? Sure, sure. I mean I'm thinking of like all the series that I watch normally and the people behind yeah. it that I have no idea who they are. Or exactly. What they do. Even though they're like it's their thoughts, they're mm -hmm purposeful topics that they brought up they're the, exactly what i said w about those one-liners like those are their feelings that they feel like they need to say that sure sure so it would make sense that okay if you like my shows you're probably gonna like me so In yeah absolutely <laughs> like, as far as um you know you obviously take a lot of inspiration and write from your perspective so i, I know the the setting of your um your your most recent one was in Oshkosh. Yeah. So and okay. So the purpose uh that's I'm glad you noticed that. Absolutely. Um and exactly when I said 
all those credits have jobs for my friends. Mm -hmm. I specifically wrote all my series to be filmed in Wisconsin. The crew love crew love is half. Uh, Dream Crew Productions is in Toronto, so you're gonna see half of half the time you'll be in Toronto. Maybe if we're working in LA for on set, we'll be there. But like most of it is going to be half filmed in Toronto, half filmed in Green Bay or Wisconsin in general. And, and you're I, purposefully doing that because you... Because just, the local economy matters, yeah. and there's people and artists in our city that are definitely worthy, like Bryce, ZL, Adobe. They could easily be working on a project, especially 100%. if there's like TV series being filmed in their city. That means all these extras for whatever scene in whatever TV show you're watching, like those are real people. I can just give a ton of opportunities to people in Green Bay and people in Milwaukee and people in Madison because we where, do, where does that come from? Your your passion to sort of you know not give back to the community but get the community involved and more in the spotlight. <laughs> I think the best example, and it's so funny that like my my friends have heard this a million times and they roll their eyes because it sounds corny. But Finding Nemo, how do they get out of the net? Everyone swims down. Right. If everyone wasn't swimming down, all of them would have been dead or caught, whatever. <laughs> so, like, collaboration, like, working as a team. Is the only option. Yeah, and, I mean, like I said, I just, like, I'm a provider at heart. That's what I, I grew up without a dad. He didn't leave our family with anything. So, like, that was the cornerstone of my personality. So, like, oh, I got to take care of my mom. I got to take care of my sister. And then, like, that same mindset, just, like, anyone you care about after that, like, it just trickles on. And it's like, oh, I see him, and I see his strength. Oh, I see potential in this person. Like, Adobe could be on a TV set. So if I make it, and I, he actually brought it up on your episode, too. He said that he has to send the elevator back down. Yes, yep. Adobe is so humble in that way yeah. because it, it, he's already – sort of doing that on a, on a smaller scale, granted. But yeah. it's so important to kind of nurture the community we come from and to support anybody in their ventures, and whether it's podcasting exactly. or screenwriting yeah, or that's music why, videos. Yeah, so yesterday, well, I thought today was the day that I got that big news. So I was sure. like, oh, I want to hurry up, set up a schedule with a local Green Bay podcaster. So then, okay, if I do sign my deal or when I sign my deal and anyone that becomes a fan of me in the future, oh, they want to see a podcast that Khan had or was in before he made it, like what mindset was he in before all the success, Tricky all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then they, yeah, they pop up in this living room and all of a sudden, bam. Yeah, no, I, it's a, a mutual they, thing because when I think of why I do podcasting and why it's so important to me. It's kind of on the same level as that is I would love to just give a platform and give back, but also to connect other creatives that exactly. most likely, I shouldn't say most likely, but don't often get the chance to exactly tell their story or to connect with other people. And yeah. It's and, all about the platform. And I'm like a huge local spend guy. Like there's enough talent in everyone's city. I don't care if you think so or not. And especially with Green Bay, I feel like because it was a small town, Midwest, like we're known for being nice. We're the safest city in America. 
also the drunkest, which is or like a little <laughs> what weird. What is the, yeah. But, yeah. But at the same time, we like, we all kind of grew up with the same set of morals. And then there's not as much opportunity here. So all these impressive people, they just moved to bigger cities. Like Bryce Van Lannen, he's the video guy for the Brewers right now. Mm-hmm. Cold as hell. So good at what he does. But he had to go to Milwaukee to make that happen. Right. He couldn't. Yeah. So, like, if I just, and I could literally just scroll through my Instagram, I like, there are so many people that I've met throughout my life that are in other cities right now, but they're from Green Bay. If they, and probably in like 15, 20 years when they have that money in their bank account where they want to just like chill out and raise a family, they'll probably come back, especially if they have family ties with their parents and things like that. Oh, absolutely. But if we never even like, I mean, I'm all for traveling, and I think people should go to the city they're called to. But at the same time, like, if you just build a home front where, like, they have a reason to come back, which if there's six series being filmed in this state, there's going to be a lot of opportunity just because, like, it automatically puts it on a more accepted pop culture level. Oh, Um, absolutely. Do you know of any other series currently being filmed in Wisconsin? I mean, have you done any research as to... There's well, there's none that are like actually on like HBO or anything, mm. but that seems stupid because and actually, so when last year yesterday I got the little year uh, reminder on Snapchat, so I met with the mayor, and I was like, hey, you can easily get a call back. I'm a random guy, so if I call an agency, and they're just like, oh, another kid's like turning in a script. Sure. We might call him back. We might not. If the mayor of Green Bay, and despite that we're only a city of 100,000, people know Green Bay and the name of Green Bay because of the Packers. So they think, like, okay, that's at least an established city, which it is, Um, even though on game day it shows (laughs) empty streets. But that's because everyone's inside watching the Packer game. Literally everybody but in the all city these, is either in their home or at a bar. Yeah, so like, bar, yeah. yeah, the over like the overhead shot always seems <laughs> like it's dead here, but it's like uh, everyone's just tuned in, yeah, like as yeah. we should be. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, uh, you were, oh, okay. So I I told the mayor I was like, hey, you make one call for me, like they'll probably get a call back, and I already have the work and plan like in place to like just need that connection or like conversation to happen. And this could have happened a year ago, but he just never made the call. Interesting. And I'm not trying to call him out right now. No, but no, he's but been it, on my like chest for a minute. There is something to be said about, you know, obviously um, you you want to receive the right yeah. support from the people who can, are elected yeah who and, are there to help the city and, and do what's best for the city and it, it's such a small gesture yeah to get somebody to make a phone call yeah. i'm not telling you to spend yeah. like give me 30 grand or anything like that for a grant i'm saying make one call or have someone in your office do it and not only that it'd be one thing like oh i can't just like help everyone in the city pursue their dreams i get that but if there's six series being filmed in Wisconsin, you know how many young people from across the country are going to go to our colleges? And we've got three in the city. Mm. So you immediately bring young people to your city when the local economy is drying up because everything that's going on in the world. So now you have actually a nightlife where 
everyone, there's more people out, so there's more drivers. Those drivers have riders now. Those bartenders that are working are getting tipped. The bars are making money. And you keep, like, you need money in the local circulation. Sure. Do you ever have people disagreeing with your, your methods of trying to do something like this? Yeah, but I'm a stubborn guy. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I, I'm, the only reason I ask is because I think in Green Bay especially, um, there, there is kind of a culture that likes to shoot down creative oh, yeah. work. For, well, I mean, we're a blue-collar city, so it's like, I feel like sometimes if you th- offer a smarter way to work, they think you're, like, being lazy. Sure, sure. Uh, and I'm all for working smarter, not harder, even though I work really hard, too. But um, I just think because it's such a quiet, family-first town, people get stagnant and complacent. But the whole city was built off the Packers. Like, there's overview shots. Like, they build Lambo in the middle of a field. Now there's a it's whole city around by, it. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that? It was a group of guys that were like, okay, I have an idea. It's out of the box. But they all dedicated their lives to it. And they brought a team to a farmland. Sure. And, or they brought a city to a farmland. Yeah. Because a group of guys got together and they were like, Fuck it, we can do it. Like, why not? If the NFL right now, like, started their league and we're like, oh, we need 32 teams, where should we put them? What cities? Green Bay would not have been picked. Yeah. But yeah, now it's, it's literally the biggest, like, it's the biggest team in Europe. It's the biggest team in Canada. It's, um, it's the biggest team in America. That's why players, lo- that's why Rodgers stayed. And now we have the best football player in the state and we have the best basketball player in the state. That doesn't happen. Like, Giannis. He's the only one that might pass LeBron or Jordan, whoever you put here as your top one. But he's – and, like, we have Aaron Rodgers in the same – like, he was courtside last night. That doesn't just happen. Like Sure, sure. Stars are in our favor right now. We just have to take advantage of it. Like, the yeah. energy's hot. Like, it, it seems like you're using kind of your passion for screenwriting to almost um, – Provide? Yeah, provide. For the local yeah, economy? Provide, that's that's the intention. A much bigger goal than I yeah. think most people would have. Where does that come from? Again, just yeah. providing. But there, there's... yeah, that. But I mean, providing at the end of the day. But at the same time, like, okay, how I view life, like, okay, seven years working on a side hobby. When people are looking at you, like, what are you doing with your life? You're sitting at home writing, uh, like writing shit especially what you said before like people are quick to cut things down absolutely and plus like seven years without like a actual like return like i don't have i didn't even get a check yet like i finally got the meeting i need and everything's finally starting to happen but like this is seven years in the making. making yeah um but every time i like thought i wanted to give up i would like meet someone impressive and I just, like, as an artist, I think you see potential very easy. Like, you should have an eye for potential because that's how you create stories anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just met very impressive people and... Got inspired off of that? And Well, okay, I, I watch TV and or you can check your phone. And all these people that you're looking up to, all these celebrities, I have met 
plenty of impressive people in my life that are more impressive than these celebrities. Mm-hmm. So like me saying, oh, I should put a camera on the people I care about, people I think are impressive, like, or write stories with them. Like, I love Green Bay, so it's like, I want to show it off. Like, I yeah. don't know. No, that, that, that is, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I think we need a ton more of that. And to have such a, a vision and uh, the wherewithal to know, hey, this is more than just, you know, a TV series. Yeah. This no, is, exactly. It's literally providing a lifestyle for a lot of people you care about. Mm. And just the place that you grew up. Like, if everyone just, like, focused on at least contributing. Like, I'm not saying live in your hometown forever. But at least contribute something. Like, everyone you met in life, or at least in your childhood, if you, any positive connection you made, like, you should put something back because of that. Like, Are you, are you a big karma believer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am. But I also think, like... It takes, destiny's waiting for you, but you just have to act on it. If you don't act, like, you miss out on your destiny. Like, that's how I think. But you have to put something into the universe or you have to put action into the world to get action back. Gotcha. I I read through your entire treatment of the show, and I'm seeing a lot of parallels between the way you speak and the way you write. I mean, it's actually, it's funny. Okay, this is, like, my first time in front of a camera, like, actually talking about my art. And, like I said, the last seven years, it's been, like, something that people frown upon. And now I just have the confidence because it's, like, okay, everything's starting to happen. So it's, like... Sure, sure. Like, I can finally, like, be, like, I am a screenwriter, motherfucker. Like, I'm getting paid. Like, uh... Are you doing... I mean, obviously, you would love to be doing it full time. Are you doing it full time now, or are you? Do you have okay. side gigs that? So, this is a valuable lesson, uh, and I'm very passionate about it. If you are not, it, wherever you're working, if that's not where you want to be, you have to at least give your time. Like, you have to add time to your scheme and like plan to be somewhere else. So, like, you could try to have the most impressive job so you can break to your friends. But if you're working six days, seven days a week, that's the only job that you're ever going to, like, you're, you're kind of plateauing. Well, yeah, it's, it's probably more than anything else just a time balance. How well, you, how you balance no, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So for me, I knew that, okay, this is my passion. And I was working at Logicaler as a guest service coordinator. And, but I was working six days a week, and I had no time to write. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> if I'm here all the time trying to maintain my image and my, like, acceptance in society, I would have no time to write, and the future I want will never happen. So uh, my boy Tyler, who loves strip clubs, we went to a preseason game, and afterwards me, Tyler, and Kyler, and his girlfriend knows about this, so I'm not exposing shit. <laughs> um, but we walked into Oval, and I saw one of the security guys, literally, he was watching cops on his phone, just chilling. And I was like, holy shit, if I worked here, I'd be making good money, and I would have all my focus when I'm on the clock is towards my writing. Sure, you can think and uh, Exactly, you can process. think, and literally, okay, so it, it is hard to like write when other people are near me. But for writing, you have to research the project. 
you have to find out the formula and the like skills to actually make a good script. So when I'm at work, I'm just watching the computer or I'm doing research. I'm either reading scripts, I'm either listening to interviews about like other artists or screenwriters or like doing the marketing things because that's what sucks. And me and uh, Mitch, the guy that did that, we're just talking <laughs> about this. Yeah, we were just talking about this last night. Like it's going to be so nice once I don't have to do the tedious shit. Yeah. Like if I could just focus on writing and just write, which is exactly what's going to happen once I get this deal, then boom, I get 40 hours. I'm not at a nine to five job for 40 hours a week. So I get that time back and I can use it exactly how I want to. But at the same time, oh shit, where was I going with this? Um, I'll have, like, I won't be making PowerPoints. I won't be focused on, like... Oh, so you don't enjoy the process beyond just writing. I like the definitely the look and the tone and the mm -hmm. taste. But at the same time, yeah, like, I want to be able to tell someone this is what I'm looking for. Like, this is what I want it to look like. And they because they're going to be good at their jobs, they're going to know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and then they're going to make that happen and actually put that together. Yeah, as a creative myself, I mean, it's extremely limiting yeah. to have a vision, know exactly. where you want to take it, but not always know the best way well, to do that. Yeah, and uh, the podcast you had with ZL, he even said, he was like, I'm one person. Like, mm -hmm. I, like it's a time thing. Like, Oh, yeah. So for me, I, like, my time is most valuable when I'm writing. So I would have an assistant who's sending emails uh, to people I want to work with, people I want to network with, uh, especially right now, like, when you're undiscovered, you have to do something to get discovered. Like, mm -hmm. I had to figure out that Dream Crew production marketing scheme because, like, you don't know how else to get on. Like, Sure, sure. Yeah, you you obviously have to understand an industry before you intend to dominate it. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Intend to dominate. But like, I, I, the, the whole, yeah, obviously I think any creative would love just, just to, to do, to point to fingers and to say, you know, trust me enough where you can do this. And that's what showrunner does though. Yeah. I, do you like so it's kind of perfect it's like i know that okay if i'm if adobe's the video guy mm. or the director i'll be like this is a script make it happen yeah like you know me you know what i like make it happen okay like and that's exactly what a writer does right now like obviously there's certain points and certain preferences that i'm gonna make sure are on there because it's my art like mm. and i do see my vision a certain way but at the same time like that's why if you have collaboration, especially if it's with other artists that you trust and that know you, they'll know your vision like because they know you. Um, yeah, it, it's a, a, a great thing to... Dude, that's why I swear, like Green Bay has it all. Like once I get my writing deal, Bryce, <laughs> Adobe, ZL, they're going to be working on every project with me. Like, Hell yeah. And that's going to be... And don't you do, I know yeah, you guys yeah. a podcast, but you do video stuff too, right? I, yes. A lot of my stuff is kind of archived and, and hidden away in well, various places, but I do, yeah. yeah, video, photo. I mean, I. I literally like found you last week and I was like, oh bro, I'm literally about to sign a writing deal. Like I've been looking for a Greenwood podcaster, but, and then I saw that you already did one with Adobe and ZL who I've like 
I like I follow them like crazy. So I was just like, oh shit, like yeah, no, I perfect they're, timing. They're all like close creatives that I've I've kind yeah. of worked with from the start, and a, a lot of my journey has kind of been. You know, on the on the low, I I don't yeah. really get in front of the camera much. I never really I know. This talked is new out, to me too. and so I'm I'm seeing a lot of positive things come from me just getting in front of a camera and talking with people exactly like yourself. Yeah, and what's crazy is as like self conscious as people are about like putting their art out because it is like a side that other people, most people, don't know you as because they know you as whatever job title you you have at the moment mm. they don't realize you're a whole other person um but the good thing about when you have the courage to like just be like no this is me this is what i care about all of a sudden bam now you have other people that gravitate towards you oh, absolutely. that feel the exact same way mm. um and that's what when i said i like green bay because of the like i feel like we all been raised with a good set of morals here like there's a reason Adobe is supportive of your work. Like I feel like the artists here have that moral code, and that's why they're like, oh, I would want someone to help me with my platform. I'm going to help other people with theirs. Like, Yo, I, I completely agree. Um, I, that's why you see the same people reposting. Like, okay, whenever Mitch has some amazing piece of work, like the honest thing, there's ZL in the caption. There's me in the caption. There's probably you, or comment section. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. probably you in the comment section. Yeah, yeah. Bryce is reposting it. Uh, Jack LeCount is really supportive. Like, no, there is a, a tight group yeah, kind of forming. Exactly. Unfortunately, it has not always been like that. I, I yeah. know for a large part of when I was getting started, there wasn't the largest community out there that was kind of supporting each other. And we all kind of came together at once, but shortly after, I mean, not even a year went by, and the the problem with a lot of creative personalities yeah. is there can sometimes be a ton oh, yeah. of drama I mean, behind all of it. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. It's art, and like I said before, like everyone has their own visions, but at the same time, it's like... It's the swim down thing. Like. Yeah. No, I would love if everybody <laughs> thought that way. Exactly. But, like, yeah. and it's so simple. That's why it's just like. No, preach, preach it, man. Like, yeah. If Adobe makes a video for like Polo G tomorrow, and all of a sudden now he's like one of the biggest music directors in the game, or whatever he wants to do, mm. or if Nike says, "Hey, we're sorry. Here's a job instead," whatever. <laughs> like that. Him, his success now, everyone that he knows is talented is like connected to his network. Yeah, love it. So it's like, all right, we have the Badgers, we have the Bucks, we have the Packers, we have the Brewers. Like, all these Wisconsinites love cheering people on, they love supporting greatness when it comes to their sports teams. It's like, I mean, Giannis calls basketball art. If you just support your other artists, it's like, okay, now, like, okay, if there was a rapper that made it from Green Bay, and he becomes friends with other rappers. Now he can say, hey, when you're booking your tour dates, make a stop in my home city. Like, oh, yeah. It's all just a domino effect. Exactly. That. Jack Harlow's doing it literally in Louisville right now. Like, at Drake in Toronto, the blueprint I grew up like studying, he put on the weekend. He put on Party Next Door. Like, There's a whole empire built just because one person made it. Sure, but at the same time, there are a ton of people 
all around the world trying yeah. to do the exact no, same I know, thing. No, I know, I know. But that's why, <laughs> like, if you work the team that works together, is probably more likely to get that done. Right. Because you build your resources and you network sideways rather than always trying to network up. Yeah, I mean, your energy is absolutely contagious, yeah. so it, it helps to have those types of I people I know, we, we literally didn't even have a conversation. I was like, damn, this dude doesn't even know me yet. Like, but No, I, I, that's another thing that I love about podcasting is I, I have no... I mean, we've yeah, never you walk met in, in blind. person. Yeah, yeah, I walked in relatively but blind. But yeah, it, it makes it like more like cool. It's like, it's oh, shit. Authentic. Yeah. It's, it's everything I wanted out of it. Yeah, I love hearing that. And literally, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I was like, bro, I want something as a documentation to look back on and be like, oh, before I like had it in writing, I knew, but well, I mean, obviously, if I've been doing this for seven years, I like had a good feeling that sure. they would, like, I would not just sacrifice my whole entire future unless I was pretty sure that it would work out. But at the same time, like, now I finally have it, like, okay, the stars are coming, aligning, aligning. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I thought it was about to happen this morning. <laughs> like, that's why it was bougie as hell last night at that hotel. <laughs> uh, no, that's an exciting time. I um, know, and it's weird because, like, you can't, it's weird trying to prepare for tomorrow when you don't know which tomorrow you're going to be in. Like, that's tough. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, man. oh, shit, am I about to wake up in Green Bay tomorrow or do I have to go... Or am I living in Toronto and all the people that I, like, am really close with, like, I didn't even get to say goodbye to because, like, my deal just happened and they want me there now. Well, and whenever it's you like, have a project like this, you you yeah. put so much into it that you, with yeah. all of the being in your body, you want it to succeed. Oh, and, yeah. And just to, to be confident and knowing where you're going well you're a kanye fan so you yeah. get it oh absolutely yeah i like i said dude rap music has a blueprint yeah and that blueprint okay that trilogy jay-z made that statement like hey if you are from the streets or if you're from if you're struggling if you want to make it in america and that's why he felt it was that important to title his star trilogy that blueprint one two three he could have just Kept at one, but he was like, no, we have to imprint it into their lives. Jay-Z passed that on to Kanye. Who is Drake's favorite artist? Kanye. Lil Wayne, who is Lil Wayne's favorite artist? Jay-Z. Who signed Drake? Lil Wayne. Literally, Lil Wayne taught Drake everything he needed to know. Drake took it and ran with it. It's been dominating the rap game for 10 years. Yeah. That is literally a blueprint. Yeah, you're not wrong. It is definitely something... It's and, a formula they got down and were able to share and pass on to other yeah. people they, they thought were... They saw what their idols were doing. And by the way, all these people I just listed grew up without father figures. So what did they yeah. do? They studied their idols because that became their wisdom and knowledge. And then, boom, now Drake's about to hire the biggest screenwriter to ever exist. <laughs> so that blue, that blueprint's <laughs> about to just get passed down. Love it. Um, uh, aside from screenwriting. Oh, uh, and, okay, The Weeknd, right now, the biggest two artists in the world are Drake and The Weeknd. Drake passed that to The Weeknd, so it's like... Another, another... <laughs> I told you, there's bro, a blueprint. Like, another, another one down the line. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, 
screenwriting. Um, you're obviously very passionate about kind of pop culture in general. Yeah. Um, what I love asking and I love getting into people's sides that they normally don't share. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I is there, is okay. there anything that you do in your life that uh, is, is something surprising. most people don't normally get to see or is surprising? Well, yeah, so, okay, I start my day and, like, at least the first half of my day is, like, I think about my writing. I, like, listen. I purposely, I smoke and I listen to music because, like I said, I get my knowledge from music, as you see. Um, and I literally just manifest. I think a lot about my future and how to, like, if you have a problem in front of you, you should probably, and you want it to be solved, you should probably ask yourself how to solve that problem as many times as you can. So first half of my day, like I might be on Instagram or Snapchat, but it's usually just like, oh, I thought of something or I heard a lyric that I like, so here's a post. But like I'm not actually on my phone. Like people can text me unless you're unless you're a guy best friend. Like, but I'm not texting like girls or anything or like or looking up stupid shit. Like I'm Focus, yeah, hyper focus for like the at least the first three fourths of my day, and then when I'm writing and I need a distraction, I like use that as the time to like socialize and like because dude, sitting down and writing is not easy. Oh, I'm sure, and like, it's kind of like tennis, like you kind of need like a volley going before you get in like a mode. Oh, with any creative work in yeah. general, if you're not if you don't get in a flow or if you're not in a good rhythm or you're yeah. out of practice even. Exactly. It's, it, a, it's literally a muscle in your brain. Yep. And the more you flex it, the better and easier you get at it. Yep. But you still have to like activate it every night. It's like how people always talk yeah. about how if you pack your day with just staying busy. Exactly. Um, if you ever need something. You're going to start out tired. But yeah. As time goes on, it's going to become the norm, and you you're going to that start shit. being way more productive. Exactly. You're going to be getting way more done. You like form this mental callus, and that's exactly what you need in life because life is not easy. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, so you spend a lot of time on your mental. Oh, game. yeah. So, okay. Not only, I'm not obsessed with pop culture, even though I definitely monitor it because, like, I mean, if that's how people monitor monetize their art mm -hmm. or is that the word uh yeah mon yeah monetize, monetize and you, you kind of need like okay yeah if you're in pop culture you should probably like which my show will be in mm. like, you should probably know how the game works like there's a reason first class debuted at number one with jack harlow this past like week because that one little snippet and all these this like purposeful social media accounts like complex like hot new hip-hop like they have they're on good terms with the artists that they want to be on so you have to understand that world if you want to succeed in it like you can try to rebel against it but that's probably not going to get you far but i definitely study i like do a lot of audiobooks i do a lot of interviews i'm obsessed with like interviews and podcasts of people i respect because it's like like I said, there's a blueprint. Like, oh, it's a glimpse into yeah. a side that you normally like, don't get to see. Exactly. And it's like, okay, if you like them for their art, like you should probably figure out how the fuck they made it to that platform well, so they could show their so art. Much. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, and that's how I studied my like career goals or like schemed on them. 
was just a ton of interviews, a ton of audiobooks. Like, I'm obsessed with Jordan Peterson. Uh, like, I'm not saying I agree with everything he says, but, like, that dude thinks for sure. And mm-hmm. I think if you listen, everything that comes into your headset or your AirPods, whatever, like, that's knowledge that you are feeding your brain. Do you, because I, I think me personally, I, I do a lot of the same things and I consume probably an unreasonable amount yeah. of content in a day. Are you on the same level where, you know, like more than three or four hours of the day are just spent oh, consuming yeah. other people's content? Yeah. And literally, okay, my all-time favorite playlist on my phone, which if you want to hack to controlling your moods, you should probably make a playlist for every mood and then that like and so you can be like okay if i'm sad and i want to use this sadness and turn it into like work or ambition I should probably listen to music that will make me do that Interesting. so like i think for artists if you want to be good at art you should probably consume a lot of good art like i admit that makes sense <laughs> like, it makes a whole lot rather than listening to fucking little pump like sure or whatever, like, okay, if you're listening to party music all day, like, at some point, like, what are you going to do when you're not partying? Right. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's all relative to yeah. your perspective and, and where you're trying to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you value, uh, like, relaxing on a beach and that's how you want to spend your life, which is perfectly fine, then, like... Study up. Yeah. How do people do that? Well, exactly. Well, not even that, but just like, okay, whatever. This is fine. My grandpa has this saying, and it's, if you want to be a bum, be the best bum you can be. So, for me, I want to be successful, so I should probably listen to music that has the message of success. Like. Almost like hardwire your <laughs> oh, yeah. brain to you always have to. be thinking that. You like, have to, yeah. And Do you ever have down days where you're uh no not really no not really i I like my down days so (laughs) what's crazy my best art the script that literally just got me like in this position where i'm about to get my deal (laughs) so i went through this four-month process with warner brothers and it was dc comics um they are introducing like a new wave of diverse characters um, because, like, Batman, Superman, Flash, all white guys, sure. like, 30s, 20s, um, not really relatable anymore to the broad spectrum of this world. Absolutely. Um, so they took me through this four-month interview process, and they, I only found out about it because this, like, um, this friend from the past was like, hey, uh, my uncle is the one that's running the whole thing. And I told him about you. You should apply. So I did. And that was a four-month interview process, and it was super stressful because what I said before, like, it's hard to plan for tomorrow if you don't know what tomorrow is. So that's, like, and for me, who (laughs) functions on scheming, like, so specifically. There there has to be a plan. Yeah, like, I'm, like, a, yeah, I guess a control freak for my future. And, like, so my, that was a tough four months, just, like, not knowing what my future held. Um, And I had to literally learn all these backstories on superheroes and stuff like that and that was a lot too like i'm not a superhero guy i love batman but that's because batman's like i mean it's psychological like using pain and obsession to like drive ambition like taking all your trauma and using it for good that's like 
why Batman is my hero. But by the end of those four months, I was worn. I was like, I don't care about all these superheroes. <laughs> um, and then I thought I was going to get that deal done because I'm literally like still talking to the niece of this guy that's running the whole competition. Like she's seeing him on the holidays and like I paid uh, this artist f like a grand to literally draw out the comic that I wrote oh, wow. for the writing prompt just because like I'm in this big nationwide competition but I know the guy that's running it and I know that his niece is going to be at Thanksgiving. So if I have a comic that she can hand him, like he'll remember me. It's all about people, you know? Yeah. So, so I went through this and I'm thinking I'm about to get signed to DC comics, which I was like, and I believe in everything they stand for. That company is amazing. Not D or not just DC comics, but the milestone initiative is like, the diverse characters, they all came from the same company that DC bought. So, like, Static Shock, Dean of Static Shock. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. Sorry. I but, no, hey, I'm not, like, uh, like I said, I'm not a superhero guy either. <laughs> but all of a sudden, it happened the day after San Fran beat us in the playoffs. Sorry to ruin everyone's day. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I got, like, my heart broken by the Packers. And then the day after, I found out that I didn't get the DC job. And I was like, what the fuck, like? I just went four months, like, of my time that I hold so sacred. Grinding, trying to... Learn everything so I'm, like, so I can hit the ground running. And then uh, all of a sudden I get the, like, call that I wasn't expecting. I was like, what the fuck? So I was pissed off, and I used that anger to rewrite two of the, like, my two of the series that I already had made. I, like, knew in my head that, like, I could make improvements. And I was like, oh, once I get it picked up because they were already like quality scripts but I was like all right I'll make edits once I get my deal done like I don't need to rewrite the whole fucking thing interesting do you often revisit um uh, older scripts that you have ideas for and well if anytime I like feel uh like if I think of a good idea then I'll go and like insert that but okay so my script that my very first script that got me the studio pitch with Fox, that's mm. the one I went and rewrote. And I rewrote it because <laughs> Euphoria was becoming such a big hit. And I was like, all right, the script that I wrote that was in quality condition beforehand, I was like, this is too much like Euphoria. And I'm trying to work for Dream Crew Productions that has Euphoria. Like, that doesn't make sense. So I had to like completely rewrite that um, to make a more singular point of view. So now it's like, Basically, if if you like Fesco in Euphoria, like then you can just like watch his life, like it's and then like yeah, other characters come in, like you might see Rue on a day, but like it's singularly yeah. focused. Exactly. The, the so like, and before. that's all I did. Like I wrote at first. It was I mean you, the title "Be Good or Be Good at It." Mm -hmm. That could be Euphoria's title. Yeah. Because it was that similar, and that like it wasn't like a bad thing, like. I knew it was, like, that's another reassurance. Like, when I saw it coming to existence, I was like, damn. I, and Abcott, I had the idea before yeah, it happened. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. like, years before, because that was the very first pitch I got. Um, but it's, like, reassurance. Like, okay, you're well, onto something. You've got a taste of the market. Thing. And that's what, when I was out in L.A. selling it, I was like, hey, we need an R-rated teen drama, because 
the dramas beforehand, like Riverdale, like yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> I've watched every season of Riverdale oh just to like, dude. It's after corny. the first I can't season, do that shit. it gets so bad yeah. that it's so good, dude. Oh my god, it's oh, yeah, so bad, like, it's I so mean, good. So I, I, I might regret this if someone ever finds it. Like <laughs> I might like the f- writer of Riverdale in the future, but I'm sorry, I can't do that. Like, oh, the, the the seasons have gone way too far, yeah. and it is but just hysterical. The good thing is, and it was like a blessing in disguise, because like as a 25-year-old, like I wrote that script 21 when I was at Oshkosh in college, like that was the life I was living. Like, now I could give a fuck about relationships like that. Like, right, I've got, yeah, else, like right? I'm a grown-ass man, I don't care about like, <laughs> like in those relationships uh like little pointless things sure i'm sure as you go through life and experience new things it'll obviously dictate what yeah types of so things you're writing so basically yeah so i took the original script and i took uh, like everything i liked and the like the backbone of that series and i was just like all right we're gonna take that into the rewrite and then make it singular and just add more singular like narratives and it turned out best work I could have like possibly had and that's why like okay when you said do I believe in karma like the reason I think destiny exists is because like every time I've been like I thought I was about to like make it or this script was about to get bought all of a sudden like two weeks will pass and all of a sudden I think of something better I'm just like damn I wouldn't have made it better if that would have gotten yeah so it's like every time I have a down day like I usually flip it to my advantage and be like yeah and that's, that's what you have to do like that's a, a great if you're gonna be sad and mad like might as well make use of it sure sure yeah like, i i love that actually yeah. i i find a lot of the days where um you know who taught me that yeah who batman Batman. Batman. <laughs> like, that's awesome literally like <laughs> that's why i loved it like i was an angry kid and i was just like all right if i just obsess over something and take this pain and make it good like yeah yeah absolutely i I think that a lot of people can take something from that that are having issues with their day and are in those moods where they are you know kind of down just take it and use it for something good i love that oh okay so one thing i do want to talk about on my or about this series (laughs) it's funny so like when i was talking about the powerpoints and everything uh i Definitely, like, if you had to pick what artist that I think, like, looks like me the most, or if, okay, yeah, it's a show based on, like, a dramatized version of my life, like, what actor do I want to play that? Mm. Like, as a writer, you think, and you ask yourself that, so I was like, oh, Zane is, like, a cooler version of me, like, <laughs> so I purposely wrote it for Zane, and I used, like, his music video clips as, like, the, like, for the PowerPoints and stuff yep. for, but what's crazy is the specific like three music videos that i used because i was like oh this is the vibe of the character uh he wrote those because he wants to get into acting that's how he started he was an actor before he went to like british or britain's got talent and became one direction damn so you're definitely doing your research yeah on the so, individuals and you're- yeah he wants yeah oh definitely so he wants to be acting, he's literally voiced a million times that he's just waiting for the right script. Well, I fucking wrote it, and I purposely kept it to the character that he obviously likes if he did a trilogy of music video characters based off that. That's but, incredibly smart. But in a music video, you don't get to, like, I mean, you see it 
you see this character, but he's singing for like three minutes. You like follow along with the song, but there's not an actual story. Like, oh, it's a much smaller scale. Yeah, me. exactly. There's no narrative. So like, I just gave that character that he already loves and loves like playing and portraying. Like, I just gave him backstory, and now he's gonna run with it. Love that. Yeah, love that. I, I, dude, I appreciate you coming out and taking the time yeah. to sit down I and know. to kind of oh. Get a, a look into your head. So last thing too, because if you're wondering the deal I keep like talking about. Okay, so Riz Ahmed is this big... Oh, we were talking about it at the beginning. Um, he's this big actor in the UK. And over there, like, yeah, tension like is at an all-time high with like refugees and things like that. So he's very... like He dedicated his whole career, acting career, which he's very good at. Uh, like the projects he picks to do are like purposely showing brown people in a good light mm -hmm. and it's not pushing any agendas it's literally just well i mean some projects it is but that's not his intent he just wants people to see get them in front of the camera yeah because i mean if you were an arab in the u.s the last 20 years for acting like especially right after 9-11 which like i mean riz is like 10 years older than me but if you're an actor and you're Middle Eastern, like, what do you think those roles were those 20 years after 9-11? Oh, when actually, we were at war yeah. with Afghanistan, it was literally like, oh, do you want to be a terrorist? Right. Or like... Yeah, for and, all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if you're pursuing... Like, if I was a writer trying to make it back then, and I'm saying like, oh, market me, like, as a screenwriter, like... if Never would have happened. Yeah. So he's purposely looking for Arab storytellers, and I just happen to be that. And right now... The Writers Guild of America just like did an article last year. Middle Eastern writers are the minority of minorities in Hollywood. Wow. So it's like 0 0.02%. Like and uh, so he's trying to fix that and just like heal racism with art because that's how you heal racism. Or representation. But, yeah, is exactly. A huge, huge yeah. thing. And it's so important for. So, future generations exactly to see so you have riz who looks just like an older version of zane and then you have zane and the first season it's literally like that's your like mentorship the whole season is kind of like training day like mentorship mm -hmm. um but you just see two very impressive arabs uh, or southeast asian people on the same on show. the screen <laughs> and it was written but exactly yeah. so it's like oh there shit like this is very like it's a moment like for all of us like that's you know. huge yeah so that's the reason this deal is going to happen is because his passion for that because i was literally it was like 3 a.m and i i put a little collage together on this like instagram uh like photo collage app called layout and i just put all three of us and i put like writer protagonist, antagonist, and I sent it to Riz's, like, best friends. Because I knew Riz, like, five years ago, Riz is literally speaking to the government about representation. Like, that's how passionate he is about it. So I was like, all right, his friends know that. So I just sent him that photo, and then all of a sudden they were like, hell yeah, Riz is going to love this shit. So this past week, I had to pitch it to Riz's team. Riz's team is on board. Now they just have to green light Passing it with on, yeah. with riz the final check but they are all like they haven't been this excited in a while and that's why last night or today 
uh, I had a big FaceTime at noon, and I was like, I thought I would get my answer if Riz said yes or not. And it it's was just coming, it was just them saying that, oh, we had a busy week and we haven't shown Riz yet, but we're very excited. And then we like collaborated on our best like way of showing Riz. So that happened today. And I thought I would have an answer for this podcast. And I thought I was about to be like popping champagne. <laughs> I, I wish you all the best, yeah. man. And I, I have no doubts that. You will literally manifest exactly what you're talking about. See, and the thing about manifestation, like the that's the good thing about writing things down, and like it it works because I'm a writer. But like, if anyone just wanted something, just like, like I said before, if you have a problem, ask yourself every day how to fix that problem until you do, and eventually it'll happen. Yeah, because you've seen it so much. Yeah, you've, you've digested it, and you've made it happen yourself. and your first solution isn't always what's gonna happen like i love that you have I to have it. like 10 attempts half the time i don't know probably more a lot more no i again i thank you so much for coming out yeah. and sharing no, your your story with it, all of us and and it was refreshing too because like i said this is a side that i couldn't really talk about for like seven years and except with like my closest of friends and even them like they're working on their own impressive journey so like like they'll understand and support but it's nice to actually have like things tangibly coming together i love the confidence yeah i love it i have i again i have no doubts that you'll you'll make all of this happen where can people find you to follow your journey beyond this podcast once you do sign that deal uh, on Instagram. Oh, Instagram's like my writing. Like I feel like everyone on Instagram kind of knows by now that I pursue writing on Facebook and like Twitter. Like Twitter is mainly me talking about Aaron Rodgers and Giannis. But <laughs> um, my writing, I guess, if you support that, go on Instagram, Con Carter. Um, I post a lot of lyrics because that's what I do all day. I just listen to music. And everything I post, like, it's usually, I mean, up until now, it was purposely like, oh, okay, if the right person stumbles on my page, like, this is my portfolio. Sure, sure. So, yeah, if you think I post dramatic photos or anything <laughs> like that, that's why. I really am not that serious all the time, but. Love it. Love yeah. it. Well, the people know where to find you, and we will be watching you with a close eye as you uh, make your rise to the top. So thank I you, appreciate Tom, that for coming out. Yes, sir. And, and uh, sorry, I keep forgetting like how to, this is my first time in front of a camera oh, and talking into you're a good. mic. So it's intimidating. Yeah, you yeah did, and you, you just like completely well. forget, and then you're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, was I just like leaning no, the wrong way or things like that?" You did yeah. extremely well. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, I, I have. I'm so excited just to see where this all takes you. I know. So. See, that's, and like I said, if you finally have the courage to like actually put your art into the world, like usually good things gravitate towards you. I can so. think of no better <laughs> quote to end it on yeah, than that. Exactly. So let's run it out.